fans, it's your boys Josh and Lucky back for another edition of Sharpshooter and Stunners. What is going on? Hey yo, man. Do you even want to do a like wrestling recap? Or do no, you want to, it's like, gonna be dive, dive into gonna fucking tough. like as the we... uh, as the wrestling pod father would say, we have a lot to unpack. <laughs> can you uh can, can we just dive into the fact that a fake news program or I'm sorry, a news program had a fake sport writer who writes fucking <laughs> blasphemy in his articles on their fucking program to talk about something that is fake. That he knows nothing about because if you're not if you don't know what I'm talking about, CNN had Dave Meltzer on their fucking uh, news program to talk about the Vincent Mann stuff that's going on. <laughs> Man, that uh, it, it, I don't I don't even have words to describe like for to have, for CNN, who, let's face it, today's uh, mainstream media has a reputation. I will, I will, I'll keep the uh, I'll keep the the popular phrase out of my mouth, but for CNN to have somebody who number one is supposedly uh, reports is a journalist that reports on a sport that is completely scripted to have them on him on a, on a podcast when he knows little to nothing about the ins and outs of the actual business side of things is laughable to me. Very funny. And then on top of that, CNN had the uh, CNN messed up big time, man. When they actually promoted a free promotion for the WWE, and let and keep in mind, CNN is owned by Warner Media. It is, which owns TNT, TBS, which has AEW on it. CNN has now promoted more WWE product on a Warner platform than they have a company that's on their own network. Yep. They promoted yep. Vince McMahon going to be in character Friday night and he's going to address the crowd. I've been told that the that the preliminary reports I haven't seen the uh viewership so far uh, today yet, but it's supposed to be released sometime today. That's projected. Uh, uh, reports are saying like 2.75 million viewers for SmackDown. Yep. I saw so, that actually. Like you just gave the WWE free, free advertisement. I like, I know this is, should be no laughing matter. But this is this is Vince McMahon's ultimate troll on the wrestling business, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I I love it. Look, there's a lot there's a lot that went on last week. Um, everybody knows about the Vince saga that happened. Um, we also <laughs> multiple places were reporting that Sasha Banks was going to be released for three days, and that never happened. Uh, that Jeff was Hardy, I think, yeah, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy got his 144th DUI. He's got more DUIs than Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns have had matches together. <laughs> Which people think of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar have had a lot of matches together, and they've all been snooze fists. I, I hate to tell you this, but I'm pretty sure half of them had pretty pretty good 
It, well, let's look. You can say what you want about that. We'll, we'll, I think we'll touch on a little bit of the wrestling stuff. It's not going to be a little bit of the recap of what happened last week. Uh, but like, uh, for those of you that don't know, Brock Lesnar showed up uh, right before SmackDown went on, and uh, Brock and F five, and then pretty 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 soon after that, where that Brock was going to face Roman at SummerSlam. In a last man standing match, look, you can say whatever you want about Brock and Roman facing for the what the eighth time in the last seven, eight years or whatever. It is. But that match is a money maker. It prints money. People want to see two heavyweights go at it. It's why there is no era in boxing that's made cons- it's consistently more two heavyweights are in the ring with each other. Heavyweight fights is what draws money, whether you like it or not. Yep. You know, it's it, it, it makes complete sense to me, but I'm also a fan of the business side of things. Um, but yeah, th- this week was... So the reports are Jeff Hardy got pulled over early, um, was that Monday morning, uh, with a DUI. Uh, the video came out pretty soon after that the next day of uh, him kind of stumbling out of the car, not in good mm-hmm. shape. And then the next day video came out with him singing. There were many reports that, oh, he wasn't drinking at all. But then I, I, I find a video of him just chugging down whiskey while he's on stage singing. It, it DWI is is a broad spectrum now in most states uh, retired cop here so DWI is a broad spectrum now in most states it was um um driving while intoxicated it was just alcohol but now driving while intoxicated includes a broad spectrum uh, lawyers were arguing for their defendants well he wasn't drinking and driving he was just on medication mm. well driving while intoxicated now includes everything anything that impairs your judgment you get behind the wheel is now Basically, if you get pulled over and it, it's and you are a risk to yourself or others, and you fail the FSTIs, which is the stand, or SFTIs, which is the standard field sobriety test that everybody has to go to train to the test by the federal government, it's all the same across the board. Federal government governs that. Then you are taken to jail. There's a lot of more other steps in that, of course. I mean, you could you could pass the test, and the cop could be like, "Hey, man." Um, I'm going to sit here with you. Let me call one of your relatives or something and just have them drive you home because I don't feel comfortable you driving home. Yeah. But obviously, Jeff Hardy had a lot more than... I feel sad for the dude. It, obviously, you know, I don't, he, he's not okay. I don't think he's okay physically, which I don't, I don't think is helping his addiction issues. His mental state, yep. Yeah. So, um, there, there's a lot, a lot going into it. I would... And and every time something happens with Jeff, the fact that Matt Hardy's wife has to make some sort of TikTok video or about it kind of bugs me. Like, I get it. I think she thinks she's doing the right thing, but it kind of comes off very argumentative when she, she do, does stuff like that. Um, And then, look, I've been I've been one of those people that I've been around addiction my whole life. I've seen I've seen it from from relatives who have had addiction issues and you have to understand that usually right before the slip happens um there's usually patterns it's always the same usually those patterns never change it's 
the same thing over and over again, whether it be erratic behavior. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buds with Jeff Hardy, so I don't know what's going on, but I would argue that Matt had to have seen signs coming. There's no way you're that close to a person. I mean, it's his brother, unless you're in complete denial. And there, I don't, I just feel like there's no way not see the pattern starting to rear their head like the erratic behavior. I argued with somebody else and I said, Hey, listen, I'm not saying that Jeff was under any influence back in December when he, you know, just dipped out in that lot in the middle of that live event for the WWE. But I can also, I can make an argument that that is probably the start of the, um, the, those patterns starting, uh, for Jeff. You know, and then not not receiving any help from there. Look, you have to understand too that a lot of addicts that they they have they have this thing in their head where even even when those patterns start showing, I can keep it under check. I can keep it under control. There's nothing wrong with it. they. They're in denial too mm-hmm. until they are like, oh, I can take one sip. Just it's a snowball effect. I think that. Um... <clears throat> I think that AEW and I think they're the blame. I mean, I think they're part of the blame because obviously WWE had to know something because his, his creative was very, very well handled. I mean, not handled, but very, very well mild compared to what he used to do. Like he wasn't doing anything hardcore, really. Mm-hmm. He was just coming in, doing matches and going home. They weren't, they weren't telling him to show up in uh, money in the bank match. Exactly, or every week, or and then the, the TLC and and yeah, exactly. You know, they weren't doing, but so, he's now been in. He's been in TV on TV what like seven times, and three of those times he's done a swanton through the table. And obviously off the, of the ladder. Was, yep, obviously the guy was already wrestling hurt. So I'm not saying EW is the complete blame. But I think that it was part of uh, part of him going down in a spiral. And we talked about this on like maybe two or three weeks ago that we hope that he doesn't go back into go back into what he was because. Yeah. I'll say this: I, I I try to I try to avoid using like the word blame when it comes to stuff like that. Like I'm not saying I blame Matt Hardy or AEW, but I think they do. They should re- shoulder some of the responsibility for it. Yeah, like, that's a better that's see, a better thing for it. You could see he's not moving around right like i don't understand why somebody is not saying hey jeff why don't you go take a couple months off because he his his legs are shot his back shot like i get it but you know that he's getting older and he's just but he's he's moving like he, he's climbing up the ropes like rick flair was doing as in his mid 50s yep you know it's i don't want to see I know he still loves doing what he does, but I also don't want to see him get to a point where physically have any sort of quality of life. (coughs) Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, I absolutely agree. I I want him to to live long and prosper. I mean, I don't want him to to not be able to do what he loves. But at the end of the day, you got to step back and say, hey, man, maybe this is the reason we should have. I don't know. It just, it sucks. Yeah, I 
I'm one of the, I'm one of those Jeff Hardy guys. Like I was one, I was one of the first ones that kind of compared Jeff Hardy to Shawn Michaels back in the day. Not that they had the same like skill sets in the ring, but like just mentality and the, that that mind, that creative mind that made a match as the best it can be. Um, he for what for whatever reason just cannot kick the habit, and I don't know if he's going to. But if I were him, I'd, I'm sure WWE has an open offer for him to go into rehab. For, he wants he wants to do. Uh, <clears throat> and then later on in the week, the Sasha Banks stuff starts flying. Like I probably heard, I think that was like Wednesday night. It was because I messaged you the next day and I was like, what the fuck is going on? I, I almost think it was clickbait. I kind of, I think, I think all the dirt she's got together were like, hey man. Who's gonna do this? Because we're all dead right now. Nobody's clicking. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe like Sasha's lawyers, like kind of like let it leak, and WWE holding pretty steadfast on not letting her go. Okay. It, I, if I had to guess, um, it was it was you know rumored Wednesday night. Woke up, everybody was like, "Well, you should hear something Thursday morning," an official announcement, and then. Thursday came and went, never saw anything. Like they, the lawyers are just ironing out details. Friday came, that never happened. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. As of right now, she's still under WWE employment. But uh, it's it's real confusing. I made an argument that I'm not entirely sure. Everybody's talking about her going to like AEW or to Impact or Japan or whatever. I'm not entirely sure if she even completely wants to stay in the wrestling business. Um, from what I understand, she's told her agent and her lawyers to pass her name around Hollywood. Uh, she's got some, um, she's got some relatives in the entertainment industry. Um, everybody knows that she's cousins with Snoop Dogg, but what people don't, don't know is she's cousins with uh, Brandy and Ray J who Brandy is a, Still, still behind the scenes is is a pretty big deal in, in producing and stuff. And Ray J's uh, like a business mogul now. And he's still got a got some stroke out in Los Angeles and stuff. So I'm I'm kind of leaning towards if she does get released, she I don't think she's going to go to any major promotion anytime soon. I think she's gonna be dipping her toe into that Hollywood water and seeing what she can get out there. I think she is too. I think obviously she's got. I mean, a lot of wrestlers do transition well because what are, what are they doing? They're putting on a show. They're mm. acting for everybody. So, I mean, a lot of wrestlers do do transition well to the Hollywood scene. A lot of them probably won't have the success as The Rock, but they transition. Or John Cena. John Cena is like a baby. Rock. John John Cena is like is the Rock light, like. <laughs> I mean, it's his his career out in Hollywood can't be going that great doing voiceovers for Honda commercials. Right. I I I honestly I don't like. I know it's all a storyline and a work, but I hate it when they're like, "Rock, you left in 2004, and then you said fuck the WWE because you went to Hollywood. I've been here every day." And then what does John Cena do like four years later? Well, he 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 did go out and admit like he did a lot of interviews and he said he. Um, 
because one of the things that they don't talk about, at least I haven't really heard the rock a whole lot talk about is the fact that none of his agents, none of his lawyers wanted him to even mention the fact that he was in. The- yeah. Like he, he would, their, his PR reps and stuff would make it adamant that one, nobody even asks him about wrestling and nobody calls him the rock. Like they didn't start calling him the rock again. Until he came back to WWE. And yeah, like he, like he he did not want anybody calling the Rock. Like even yeah. on his the even on the end credits, it was Dwayne Johnson. And I think he admitted ultimately that that was a bad decision because that turned a lot of wrestling fans off from him because yep. they felt like he was embarrassed of being a professional wrestler. And I don't Agreed. necessarily think that's the case. But you got to understand something about it. even even in 2022, there is still a stigma about professional wrestling as a serious form of entertainment, especially when it comes to Hollywood and stuff like that. So it's, it's not completely the rock's fault. And then I think he got so big in, you know, 2010, 2000 that he was just like, fuck it. What are they going to do? Exactly. I think. Yep. So I, I don't know. I, I think this, this Sasha thing is far from being over with with me. I wouldn't be surprised if she showed up sometime before SummerSlam, honestly. I just, I love Sasha. I think she's a great worker. I think she's a damn good heel. I, uh, this going away and coming back thing, I, I get that it's like probably for her mental mental health mm-hmm. or for her not liking the company. But Well, the, the problem is every time she goes away, she goes away with an attitude. Or she goes away in a bad way, in a bad yeah, light yeah. on herself. Yeah, because we don't. Not... We're never going to hear the true WWE side of things. Yeah, because well, they keep that thing hush. Like they'd rather, they'd rather be the bad guy and keep their mouth shut than anything. Yep. <clears throat> um, like the it was like the whole CM Punk thing. Like the only thing you ever heard about it was a five minutes that uh, Steve Austin asked Triple H about it when he was doing those. Uh, uh, those original podcast episodes for on the WWE Network uh, back in the day. Yeah, and that was the only time you ever heard the about Steve it. Austin podcast or whatever it yeah. was, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, the WWE makes it a point to not they don't they they won't go out there and air out dirty laundry more often than not. So, um, did you also see the picture making the rounds last last week that uh, apparently? It was really, really close uh, that the Ultimate Warrior was going to be in the WWE in 1997. Was he really? Yeah, it was like I think it was towards the end of the year, like, uh, or maybe it was the beginning of the year. But he was he he. There's a, a five year contract going around for like I think six hundred fifty thousand a year as his downside guarantee for the Ultimate Warrior to come back to the WWE. Didn't he go to WCW ninety seven? I think that was ninety eight. Because I remember it was it was a big storyline because um, Eric Bischoff was like, "I finally found somebody that beat you before," and then he's up on the Raptors. That was uh, I'm pretty sure that was ninety eight. It was ninety eight um, World War three or not World War uh, War Games. Mm-hmm. Yep, ninety eight, and I think he only did three shows. 
Like I think he only had three matches. And his this dude died WCW. when he was fifty. He died when he was fifty-four. God. Yeah. Triple H that age now. I don't think he's fifty. He's fifty-one. Something. Is Triple H that old now? I feel so old now that he's that. He's fifty-two. God. Yeah. Bodybuilders. I, I don't know if you've seen all the uh, all the stories. It feels like once a month, some new bodybuilder, big name bodybuilder. Way. Yeah, I, I follow Generation Iron, and they post a lot of that. Like it's, it's. I'm sure. I'm sure it's got to be like people want to say, "Oh, it's the steroids stuff like that," but it's got to be. A, it's a combination of things. Like their diet is not all that healthy. When they're, I mean, you look at the Rock's diet for the last four years while he's been training for, um, the uh for the role for um, what's that, Black Adam? He was he's his his diet hit like I think he was doing like six thousand calories a day because he was he was working out like three four hours a day just to put in that kind of muscle, you know. I I think that there's a lot more impacting. Uh, just just the steroid, like everybody wants steroids, but I I would imagine that Warrior was probably a lot of the same same thing, you know, just <clears throat> putting five six thousand calories in his body and a lot of protein and a lot of carbs. So you're gonna you're gonna block up the your arteries real quick that with that diet. Oh yeah, it's oh I've always been like. Being a fitness guy before I had my transplant was probably the only way to save my life whenever I got. Started. But uh, it's just those guys eat, and like you said, it's gonna fuck up your arteries. It's just. But at the end of the day, we didn't have a. I guess it's because we didn't have prominent drugs back. I mean, I, I got, I'm pretty sure there were steroids back. Then. I don't even know why we're getting on the. But anyway. <laughs> you didn't have a lot of deaths back in the day when it came to like bodybuilding and shit, but now you do. It's something funny about that. Mm-hmm. And then we have the main event of wrestling news that happened last week. Vince McMahon. Uh, a report released by the Wall Street Journal said that uh, WWE board members, or the WWE board of directors, looking into a claim that Vince. Uh, had a $3 million agreement with a female paralegal that he was in an extramarital affair with um, that she apparently in the middle of this, uh, her working for the WWE year, her salary was raised from $100,000 to $200,000. And then after she left um, the WWE, that... She fell on hard times or something, and Vince decided he would two hundred thousand dollar up to three million dollars. Wait, 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 wait! Hold on. A paralegal is making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, bruh, I'm in the wrong fucking profession. That's what I said. Yeah, I'm, paralegals. I'm, I'm, I'm really, paralegals only like research everything, don't they? Or, I really I don't, don't want to go to go to school for years or six years to but, do that. But shit. a paralegal doesn't go to school that long, do they? She's an older person. I don't know. She's. I think she might be an attorney. I mean, yeah, but I think Listen, apparently... WWE's paying for the best of the best when it comes to their legal team. Well, I wish they would pay for best of the best when it comes to creative. 
Hey, Vince McMahon's the head of creative. He is the best of the best. Yeah, um, I hate to tell this, Vince, but that that's not good shit, pal. Anyway, uh, I uh, if it was his own money, we'll see him back. If it was, I think that's what they're trying to figure out. Um, if if so, she got they she got a a hundred thousand dollar bump in pay, and they they feel like that might have been uh, in the middle. That was at. They feel like that was after they began began the sexual relationship, and the rumor is also that Vince and John Laronitis passed her around like a toy. Ew. Ew. Oh, oh Vince. You're Oh, this is sense. good shit, pal. Oh yeah, this is good shit. Do you want more baby oil, Vince? It's two big meaty men slapping there. Uh, Linda's officially left him. Uh, that he's been, she's been left. She's been gone for many oh, years. And that's the rumor going around that they haven't been. Uh, they're technically still married, but they haven't been together for at least ten years. That's what happens though. A lot of a lot of older couples when this happens, due to tax purposes and publicity, mm-hmm. they stick together. So, I mean, fuck, you're fifty-five, sixty. All right, so here my opinions on this whole thing. Is, <clears throat> I feel like Vince is too smart to use company money to pay any of this off, especially in a publicly traded company where everything has to be disclosed to the shareholders and stuff. Um, also, I feel like he's also too smart to be the one that signs on signs off on a uh, $100,000 bump in pay. I would imagine he would. It would have been something that was proposed by department heads to Vince to give her the bump and pay, and he then he signed off on it. So, covering his tracks, covering his bases like that. I'm hoping he was smart enough to do that. If not, my opinion that's what's going to change my opinion is dumb enough to not not coat everything with a, a glossy paint to make it look pretty. He was dumb enough to begin with when he got into a fucking relationship with a paralegal. You do not shit where you eat. Exactly. Do not. You don't. You don't date. You don't fuck. You don't do anything with coworkers. Mm-hmm. Put it like that. That's where you get fed. Don't. Don't. Yep. Don't do that. Don't do that on the table. I almost. When you said paralegal, I was like, wait, it was a paralegal? I thought it was like one of the old wrestlers, like Tris or something. No, it was a paralegal. I think she was like 40, 41, 42, something like that. Um, yeah, it's, I think, I think it's going to be at least probably two months before they have anything rectified. And I think it, as long, the only way they can get rid of them if it, is if it was company money. Um, but I think he had, he reserves the right to name his successor regardless and I think his I think we're seeing now that his successor would probably be Stephanie. Um if he's ever a lot of, go. A lot of us have wanted this for about probably maybe I think I think around when was the streak broken? Streak was broken what, 2013, 2014? Twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen? Twenty What was that? Wasn't that WrestleMania thirty? Or thirty one? Yeah, it was the one. 2014. It's 2014. That's right when I got back into WWE. It was right before that. 
I think I think this might be one of those things like be careful what you wish for. I'll tell you what, if they if they if they vote uh Vince McMahon out of that, I I project that the stock prices are going to take a big dip and I might be investing in WWE stocks. Just saying. Also, <clears throat> the thing is after the news broke, I think I believe their their stocks have only dropped like 10%. They haven't even taken a massive hit since this news broke, so it's not it's not a big deal in the corporate world. But I, I do think that this is what the future is going to look like if Vince is ever to take a step back. The Stephanie is going to be the kind of goes into that role, um, which makes me think that this whole this whole her taking a leave of absence for family reasons, because supposedly they've been investigating this since April, and so that means she would have had to know about it. And I think there might have been an agreement where, hey, once you go take a take a couple weeks off, kind of get your get your shit or in it organized, and because uh, I think you're going to be taking my position for, for a couple weeks here. Yep, agreed. Uh, also, I guess with us him him taking that step back, um, he is he's still going to be in charge of creative. Uh, in there on a daily basis, which is a little weird to me. We don't want we don't want you to come in the office, but hey, you can still go on the road with all the talent and shit like that. Like that can't be confusing. That's so weird. That's got to be confusing for uh, the talent at that point. That like so who's weird. who's supposed to be the boss? You know. Right. <clears throat> so I. I don't know who's doing this special committee. Uh, the in, the investigation is being overseen by a special committee from members. So these in, internal investigations can go one of two ways. Either the board doesn't want Vince removed and they're going to figure out ways to say that nothing happened or they want him out of power and they'll dig up anything and everything they can. <clears throat> to find something there, there there's never a bias an unbiased investigation that happens in these corp ever my thing is is why was this so publicized it the, the news broke the only reason why the wall street journal got it was I, apparently the friend of the uh paralegal that was getting paid this money leaked it okay let me make sense <clears throat> so that's the, a lot of this stuff is kept hush hush. And then you yeah. see an article about it. You know. Hey, listen, this is this is what rich people do, man. <clears throat> it's uh you can say say whatever you want, but especially like rich white people. Rich white people are probably the worst when it comes to this kind of shit. Mm. That's I don't I don't agree with it. I don't think it was wrong to get. I think is is Vince McMahon probably a, a terrible human being? Yeah, more than likely. I mean, not a terrible human being, but he shouldn't he shouldn't be in charge of anybody's moral compass, you know. Yep. But I uh, as long I, I feel like as long as he didn't use company funds for anything, I mean, he didn't do anything legally wrong. Yeah, I absolutely agree. <clears throat> That's got to be weird, though. Like, you work with your kids on a daily basis. Right. 
and you're just tramping around with other people, you know, fucking in the office and shit, you know. Got Vince and Laronitis and a London Bridge situation. Yeah, it's. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's an Eiffel Tower, not a London Bridge. You miss a spot on your chest. <laughs> People power. In case nobody figured it out, this is the kind of humor that I'm into. Yeah. yeah we, we both condone this type of humor. <laughs> oh, God. That is so good. I guess we'll get a little bit on the on the recap of the week. Uh, <clears throat> Raw, I really enjoyed the Seth Rollins uh, backstage segment that Sit Down there did. It was very, like... Reminiscent of JR. I like the fact that they had somebody other than Michael Cole do it because it's it's not that I don't like Michael Cole. It's just when you see the same thing over and over again for 20, it kind of gets old. My head, Michael Cole's getting old. Just saying. Um, people are going nuts about this Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan tag team combination. Of course. I guess many, many dreams have came true last Monday. They got to do something, man. They have no fucking tag teams to make the tag team titles relevant. Uh, Ezekiel promised that Elias is going to be on Raw tonight. Dude, if they do not get... Fuck, what was his name? Damian Sandow to play Elias, then I don't don't fucking want it. Yeah. That's going to be... That might be the highest quarter hour of Raw. Right. So it's gonna be that Elias segment to see. How they do that, dude? Like, who who do they get? God, that'd be they... great. I I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know what to do. do. They, I don't know how to do. Do they that. like do a video, like a pre-done video, and put like a fucking CGI on fucking Ezekiel to where he has a beard and everything again? And that's the what they. That's what they did with the uh, Elias um, stuff. They did a few weeks where Elias was like walking through the i don't know i don't i still think uh, what we said last week would be a great idea just have people that look like elias yeah. from like afar like turning corners and yeah like like doing like a where in the world is carmen san diego type thing yeah, right yep that'd be i feel like that'd be great tv it might just be entertaining right. to me and you but i feel right? like that'd be great or have people like wwe like hey send in your si- elias sightings yeah and people like yeah. take random pictures like at walmart or fucking the cafe or something oh what do they do they you know they they uh you might not i don't think you were into wrestling that 1993 did the similar thing with uh cactus jack and wcw did they yeah they did these little vignettes where they they had this reporter going out trying to look for cactus jack uh, in all the all sorts of different situations, until they found him as like a they a, the king of the homeless people, like he was in like a, a throne and shit, and in a like uh, the alleys of New York or some something like that. But that yeah, that'd be fucking yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Um, I might actually end up watching it tonight. I don't know. Um. Kind of, kind of bummed that the um, Seth Rollins didn't or uh, AJ Styles didn't qualify for the Money in the Bank match. I think I think <laughs> we're starting to see. I think we're starting to see how thin the WWE's roster is right now. Yeah, um, 
But then again, AJ Styles doesn't need it. Yeah. I just, I don't, what what else is he going to do, though? Um, Find more people to fucking beat up the Judgment Judgment Day team or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, that, that, I thought a Riddle and Ch- Ciampa match was what Bleacher Report gave him, but no. And I think that my whole lot of whole lot of shit else that went on on Raw. They ended the show with that fuck, stupid ass pose down with Lashley and Theory. Yeah, you see uh, Bobby Lashley yesterday. I don't know if you following him or not. I don't see him, but he was at Top Golf. Oh, that's cool. I like Bobby Lashley. I think he's like uh, he doesn't have, he does, he's not doesn't have great mic skills, but I think he's one of the legitimate like nice guys in the business. Yep. Uh, Dynamite, uh, my biggest takeaway is anybody who thought Chris Jericho was going to get his head shaved is a fucking knucklehead and should never watch wrestling again. Right. Um, the, the Wardlow security segment, while I do think, I'll say this, a lot of people didn't like it. I think this actually made up for the shitty lawsuit angle that's been going on the last two weeks. Um, I think this helped. Did you see a lot of those power bombs, though, dude? Yeah. Like, he wasn't getting any help. He was just deadlifting their asses up. Yep. Uh, Dax and Will Osprey. I'm not a Will Osprey fan, so it's kind of hard for me to say that I enjoyed it. It was a good match. I didn't. I'm not really a fan of Will Osprey. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot else that went on on. On that, except for the tag team titles, and we saw we finally got to see the fucking heel turn of Christian Cage. I've been waiting for that thing for two months now. Yep, this was a great match. I was I'm not surprised to move along the angle that they went with uh, Young Bucks, but it was a really good match. I thought that it was a really good story told. You know, the heel turn was probably one of the better heel turns. Like you knew it was coming. But you didn't know how how aggressive the turn was going to be, and that's how Dynamite went off the air. I don't really, I didn't really care for it this week. Dynamite in whole, I didn't think was great, but I think they did have some spots. Like I, I thought that, I thought Wardlow's power was impressive in that. Uh, match against 20 security guards he wasn't getting a lot from them like they were bumping good but like he was just he yeeting guys over his shoulder for those power bombs yep smack but i also think that's what they wanted though yeah probably maybe i mean i guess that's what happens when you have like 180 pound security guard yep uh and then smackdown the vince mcmahon segment that i know a lot of people had a problem with but I thought it was brilliantly done. I think it was. Uh, look, look, there legal. There's not a whole lot he can say, especially if his lawyers said, "Hey, you probably shouldn't say anything. Don't go off script." I think he's going out there and letting everybody know. Yeah, I'm still going to be around until I'm not around. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. I think he was trolling everybody. He was. And I, I enjoy that. Anybody. I enjoy that kind of shit, especially when when it doesn't seem like he is. But he, uh, he, the subtle things that a person can do that's this guy's just fucking with everybody yeah. out there. Ah, uh, God, the 
can we get a character like I don't know the Mad Cat Moss? I'm really glad that they swerved that they moved away Happy Corbin. I'm really stoked about Happy Corbin Pat McAfee. Yeah. Very like stoked that, about Pat McAfee fucking Barons. That could be that could probably be the second the the second biggest match I'm I'm eager to see come SummerSlam. Five bucks says that fucking Pat McAfee takes to the house again, just like WrestleMania. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But I don't see anywhere where uh, Moss is going to fit in the story because, I mean, he doesn't. I don't know, man. I just have a real I just have a real problem with Madcap Moss. There's no, there's no fucking there's no personality there. It just bugs me. It irks me. Um, I find I find the uh, gender Mahashanky stuff amusing. Like I don't, it's not something I'm going out of my way to go watch. But when it comes across my screen, it's just randomly dancing. Um, I love the fact that Xavier Woods pulled out the uh, trombone and started playing it, and Shanky started dancing. God, that's what I messaged you because I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like. Oh, uh, I, I, I we, we got into we got into fucking a fucking you should just have a basket and a snake come out of it, you know? That might be next. And then Shane it, it just had, hey, that that could be what a, uh the new day does next. Just start playing the trombone and Shanky starts dancing everywhere. Maybe maybe Shanky's the one coming out of a basket. Listen, when you start watching enough WWE, you start thinking like WWE. And I would not put that past WWE that they put. Not with Stephanie fucking McMahon over it. She's not She's not in creative. I know Vince she's not. Story. I wish she was, damn it. She'd probably fucking squash all this bullshit we gotta watch every fucking week. This is why I don't watch the show live. I'm not gonna lie, man. I've been enjoying watching uh, Raw and SmackDown live. I actually, other than that, the dancing segment, which I thought was funny. But it's not, like I said, it's not something I'm going out of my way to watch. Uh, I thought I thought SmackDown was a was the best show. Of I agree, uh, I enjoyed the Drew McIntyre Sheamus segment. I mean, we all knew that was what was going to happen. Yeah, but it, it it was real interesting because uh, I thought I thought they dangled it really well to where uh, maybe maybe they just go with Sheamus, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh and then and then the main event. I thought this was I thought this was actually probably one of Roman's best matches. And I told you that I thought this was the best main event SmackDown has had since they moved to Fox. I agree. No, I absolutely agree. I, I, I think it was a banger of a match, I think. And for anybody who doesn't like who doesn't think Roman's a good worker, I guarantee you he called this match. I guarantee you did too. So and he, he he probably put it together for the most part. He was probably calling spots in the match. You can't argue with me that Roman's not a great worker. Even no. Bleacher Report gave this an A+. Oh, my goodness. Right that, that spear at the end of the match, I thought that was, uh, for realism, I thought that was one of the better spears. I think, I think knowing what the outcome of the match when we went into the match, I think they put on a banger of a match. I think it was mm-hmm. a great and good match. Um, I did not think, and I don't think anybody thought that Brock was going to show up. Dude, fucking Cowboy Brock, bro. Hell yeah. I love, Cow- I love Cowboy Brock. 
This, yes. is, he's my, this is my favorite version of Brock Lesnar right here. Yep, same, same. Um, And for anybody complaining about it, they needed to come up with something that was as good or better than Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Because I, I, I fully believe that was the original plan was Randy versus Roman at SummerSlam. So who do you get on that's active that we can bring in that would be better? Bring in Brock. Yep. Agreed. Um, do I think it would have been cool to see kind of like a screw job finish and kind of build maybe build up the next six weeks for Riddle to be that guy that faces Brock at SummerSlam or uh, faces Roman at SummerSlam? It it might have been, but I think they wanted to go with the sure thing. I think they did too. I don't think Randy. I think Randy's more hurt than than we think he is. I think I think he's definitely ha- is getting an operation done, and I think he's definitely going to be out for the rest of. The- yep, kind of sucks because Cody and and Randy were probably maybe both the top five talent yep. that WWE had going forward, and now. I don't mind Roman and Brock. I think they put on a good match. I think it's going to be a great match. Exactly. I don't think we. I don't think we've seen them in a last man standing match. No, we have not. As I, as long Hopefully. as it goes longer than ten minutes, I'm fine. Hopefully, Paul knows how to act to work handcuff keys this time. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I don't know how this is going to. I I don't think they're taking the title off for Roman. So I think it's definitely going to be Roman, and I, I think that's going to be the outcome of the match. But. It needs to be like, like some funny finish though. Like, like Brock is like, you know what a cattle guard is? Mm-hmm. The thing that's on the ground so that cattle don't go across into the other pasture. Mm-hmm. You know, like they need to have like a cattle guard on the floor, like randomly somewhere, and then Roman needs to lock him in it and walk away. That'd be fucking cool. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't. It'd be interesting to see how they get Roman out of it. Because like I said, I think they're going with the hot hand and I think you have to go with Roman because I don't I really don't think that anybody's going to beat Roman until they've beat they've built up that baby face to do it. And I think that baby face is going to be Cody. Yep. So, so. I think at this point we're not going to probably not going to see it till uh WrestleMania. Yep. Agreed. And then Rampage was Rampage. Do we have to get... I don't think we need to go over... Nope. I'll, 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 if something catches my eye, usually, I'll usually tune in to Rampage. There wasn't there wasn't anything that really stood out. I mean, they're really pushing this Dante Martin guy. He had a match with uh, with John Moxley, but I don't know. He, he doesn't really have a personality to me yet, so there's nothing that really catches my eye on that one. Um... I do. I do love me some Jade Jade Cargill. Yes. And other, did you see the uh, a report? I guess more reports are coming out about uh, abuse from Darby Allen. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where this. I don't know where all that's going, but I think somebody somebody came out. Next girlfriend of his came out about abuse uh, Sunday at some point. Huh, interesting. So all in all, I think the news that happened this week was a lot bigger than some of the shows. But I thought uh, SmackDown really del- thought that was a great show. Um, really excited to see Roman and Brock for the thirty fifth time. Um, 
I'm interested to see what kind of card they put together for SummerSlam. Because right now, I feel like this is the weakest roster they've had on, with star power. Um, yep. I'm interested to see how they how they put together a card that for the I mean, this is the second biggest event of the year next yeah. to WrestleMania. So it's kind of kind of going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, yeah, man. Look forward to the next couple of weeks. We got two weeks away from Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. and we we still don't have all the all the talent that's going to be in either men or women's. I'm excited because this is this is unfamiliar territory for WWE. Mm-hmm. They don't really have the 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 roster to to. I don't know. You're gonna have to. You're gonna see some unfamiliar faces. I feel like this is this is almost the equivalent of when after uh, WrestleMania um, 19, when yes. The Rock went away, Austin went away. They don't have a whole lot of top guy power. I feel like this is the time for the those young talents. I feel like they've been handcuffed the last couple yep, to break to away and, and and shine yep. and step up. So I hope that's what we see because I feel like then there were a lot of talents that stepped up and kind of became leaders of the pact. Agreed. And then we got um, Forbidden Door this week. This weekend, I will not be ordering it. There is not anything on. I'm. I don't follow New Japan, so I'm not gonna watch. I'm not watching it. So for your boys, Josh and.